You're listening to The Bunker New York, live on Red Bull Radio. Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasnick. This is our 100th broadcast of the show. Been here for about three years doing this. And to mark the occasion, we have three of the Bunker resident DJs, Derek Pazleko, Patrick Russell, and Mike Servito in the house. They're all going to be playing kind of mini sets. And then we're going to talk about, I don't know, something. Delta snacks. We don't know. We're trying to figure that out. Uh, so stay tuned for all that. These guys are also all playing on Saturday at No Way Back at the Bunker with uh, the whole crew from Interdimensional Transmissions, PMG, Erica, Scott Zacharias. Uh, that's a good room on Saturday in Brooklyn. And right now I think we're going to get right into the mix with Derek Plazleko is up first. You're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio.
Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasnick. We're just getting out of the mix with Derek Plazleko. As I said, we're doing mini sets today, so up hey, next. Fuck you, Carl. Oh, yeah. Did you hear that, Carl? <laughs> Derek says, fuck you, Carl. Um, <laughs> anyways, coming up next will be Patrick Russell, and then we're going to break for a group chat, and then Mike Servito is going to close out the show. And again, all these guys are playing at No Way Back at the Bunker on Saturday at Good Room. So if you're in Brooklyn, come out to that. You're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. Now we're going to get into the mix with Patrick Russell.
You're listening to Red Bull Radio. Hello. You're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasnick, and we're just coming out of the mix with Patrick Russell. Uh, we also have Mike Servito and Derek Plazleko in the studio. Everybody is, well, a bunch of us live in New York, but we're all playing at No Way Back, a good room on Saturday. I guess is why we're here doing the show, which also happens to be the 100th episode of The Bunker on Red Bull Radio. Ooh. Yep. 100. 100 episodes. Yep. We did Congrats. it. And I guess everybody in the room has been on this show so many times <laughs> that <laughs> I don't know what exactly we're going to talk about. Um, Let's talk about the show. Let's talk about how, how did it start. Uh, the show started when Sean Ronaldo asked me to come on the air during the first when uh, Red Bull was doing the Academy in New York and he had me on his show and they interviewed me and I guess I somehow impressed Ethan and, and folks higher up in Red Bull and they asked me to start doing a show. I was reluctant as, you know, I don't know. It's Red Bull. It's, it's going to be cool. I don't know. Do I want to do a radio show every other week? But it's been, uh, yeah, it's gone really well. Just started doing it. The first show was Voices from the Lake who did a live set. Yep. It's like pretty much the equivalent of a brand new unreleased Voices from the Lake album was like the first show. And it's been all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you asked me to come out. Yeah, then. then we started asking Derek. Keep, keep having him back. Bottom of the barrel. Real A real highlight was uh, this summer in Detroit when Derek and I tried to interview Todd Osborne. That was... Wasn't my fault. Yeah, no, it wasn't yours. <laughs> it was a lot my, of things can be blamed on me. That yeah. was not my fault. I think it was my fault for thinking it was a good idea to try to interview Todd Osborne in the, the first place on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what were we talking about earlier? You said some. You can have someone from NASA. Oh yeah. Interview him, and he would still be like, "Why are you asking me about that?" Yeah. Everybody knows that. Yeah. I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> hey, Todd, if you're listening. Hey, what's up, Todd? Also has <laughs> a show you, on uh, on Red Bull Radio. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He does. Sometimes it comes right after mine. Maybe it does today. I don't know. No. Um, no, not today. it doesn't. The, well, lies, the lies show is after us today. Sometimes it's lies. Sometimes it's Todd Osborne. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, so. Well, that's covered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else are we going to talk about? Delta, uh, Delta status? We're going to um, talk about how Carl's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could go on and on. Yeah, that could take up 30 minutes. For Did sure. you know that he takes a bunch of effects pedals, puts nothing through it, and just plays around with the knobs on the pedals and then puts it out as music. Uh, yeah. I mean, look at <laughs> Of course. I mean, I didn't know it, but I knew it. I've listened to his music. Music. <laughs> wow. Hi, Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Carl. Uh, all right. Yeah. Speaking of Carl, we're doing uh, Carl. And some others, JD, are bringing us down to do the bunker in Philadelphia on December 1st with myself, Clay Wilson, Rao, Abby. I think, Carl, yeah, Carl's playing at that. Should be great. <laughs> Everybody come out for Carl. I'll get him another pedal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough about Carl. Yeah. He likes it too much. Yeah, he's loving it. All right. So next next uh <laughs> no way back so this yeah. is the we're in the 11th year of no way back now i guess yeah if last, yeah, year, last year last year was the 10 year anniversary um 
I guess we could, we, we talked a lot about the music of No Way Back last, last year. I don't know if we really got into this, if, if anybody wants to try to answer this, uh, mm. just like what defines, like, I don't know if we, just Patrick. I'm, throw, we, oh, I'm <laughs> throwing to Patrick on that one. I don't know. I mean. I don't even we, know the question yet. Yeah. Well, we, <laughs> I think since as No Way Back's developed, it's really kind of put this attention on Midwest warehouse music i guess would be what like before that i always heard people talking about detroit techno chicago house but now it seems to me there's like more and more especially as people are paying attention to what it and others are doing there's this focus on that there's always been this midwest scene and that's a sound and i guess i was just wondering what everybody what do you think defines that sound what is that sound that's a tough one. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's such a mix of, of so many different, uh, so many different things that it were played over the years in the yeah, Midwest. Sure, um, that goes for Chicago House, Acid, and it's not just Midwest music, you know. Exactly, I mean, it's, it's more so about the feeling that we um, are trying to capture from our like, you know, from our heyday. Right. right. I think, but I, I think, think it, it translates in not only what we play, but how we play it. Mm. For one, right. I think that's a big. I think that's a big part of it. But I was going to say, like, it's kind of a copy out, cop out, shitty answer. But like, you kind of know it when you hear it. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's kind of there. Like, that's why I think we, we even talked about this last year with Brendan, and we were talking about Dona. It's like somehow this guy in the south of Italy, he heard it and seems to get it on like a level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but. And there's also like Mike Inc. is a huge part sure. of the Midwest sound. Right. right. He's like Cologne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of it comes through to like a lot of it has to do with like what was being sold at record time. Absolutely. You know, I think that was I think that def, that that definitely played a big role, at least for what was played in Detroit. Yeah. I mean, I think everything that was being sold to us, everything was so finely curated, you know? It was right. already like like the best of the best was being sold to us already. Right. So we didn't really have to do that much extra work. I mean, we definitely had to do our work, but we had such a good, you know, there was such a good option for us to choose from. Well, we didn't have the internet. You know what I mean? We couldn't, right. couldn't really, I think, I think Carlos told me about, he used to, you, <clears throat> he used to uh, like call temple records and, and get like do an order that, that way or whatever. They would play them stuff over the phone. They did. I mean, that's, that's where I was shopping probably. That's Let's see, insane. I got to New York in like 96, 97. Sure. So like in the late 90s, that temple was my home store where I bought. And that's where I really learned a lot about techno and really got into it. And they were actually doing that all the time. Hmm. They just had, they had like a pair of headphones plugged into a mixer. They would play the new releases and just hold it up to the, I don't know who they were talking to, but right. that's how, that's how people were I think it was. Yeah. I think it was Jay Warming. Jay Warming, I think was the guy that used to sell Carlos's stuff. Huh. If I remember if I remember Jay. correctly. I know that guy. I mean, I think that was his I think that's what he DJ'd under. I don't know if yeah. that was if it, like he had a different There one. were so many people that came through that shop working yeah. at that shop. I never got uh, to go. Yeah. Joe DJ Dirty was like the main like the manager buyer main dude there when I was going. Mm -hmm. Uh but you Is that his real name? Was his last name was Dirty? <laughs> I don't think so. If that is your real name, I, Mr. I, Dirty. Sometimes I wonder what happened to that guy because he was he was a, he was he was ahead. He was a really good DJ, but I don't. Um, Plexus was working there. Ulysses was working there. Um, this guy Evan. A lot of people came through that shop. Yeah. Um, so when aside from you all, obviously, well, maybe not obviously. Maybe our listeners don't know all this, but you all 
come from Detroit area and started playing in Detroit. Were you playing a lot in the Midwest or when did you start playing outside of Detroit and what, what other cities were you playing in and what maybe was there a unity between the scenes, between all the cities that you, I, I know for sure that you guys were doing some driving around to go to other sure. parties in the Midwest. Like this was a thing in the nineties. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was, if like four hours is usually about the, about the, you know, the, whatever the criteria it's like, okay, four hours away. I can do that. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like no problem. Yep. Uh, that seemed to be about it. So if you, from by that respect or by that, whatever you have Chicago, you have Indianapolis, you have Cincinnati, Dayton, Cleveland, Columbus. Yeah. Wow. So, and then Toronto, if you really felt like crossing the border. And how was the information about these parties flyers. disseminated back then? Because, yeah, flyers. Flyers. before the internet. So, flyers. One person from Chicago would have to like come and do some legwork like, and fly or a party in Detroit or drop them off at record time or, yeah. or right. whatever. Or whatever word else. of mouth, like a friend would have a flyer sure. or you were, you were shopping and. Right. Maybe you went to Gramophone. And or if you went to Gramophone, of course. Sure. Yeah. And then you knew what info lines to call. Then, yeah, yeah, then you yeah. could just call and see if there was something going on. Stacey yeah. Poland knew the info lines. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Are you joking? I mean, well, if you gave him 25 cents, he definitely would pick up. <laughs> bust, bust out with it. That's so much the payphone was. So pay was back then. It's a whole other story. <laughs> with the tech notes. Uh, when, did the, when did the message boards come into play? Like Detroit Love? And uh, no, like, like Hyperreal, Midwest Raves, Midwest Raves, three one three, PB Clee. I didn't do yeah. any of that. That was that was going on like I did much earlier. Oh, of course you did. Okay. That was going on, uh, <laughs> or, you yeah, know, I roughly did. at the same time. But it was going on uh, earlier than like Detroit Love. It was going on like mid nineties. By the time I first logged on, it was already in full swing. What Detroit Love? No, oh. hyper, like Hyperreal. Yeah, yeah, the yeah boards sure. on there. Right. So Midwest Raves, right? Um, I don't know how much or even at all it was mentioned when we were, I'm trying to think what we didn't cover talking about the music of No Way Back on the show last year. Did we talk about drop bass at all? Like those parties, those labels? I know I have with a microphone in front of me at some point with my, (laughs) with my name on a wavier, but I don't know if it was that show. Um, I think it might've been Brendan's show, but, um, yeah, I mean, of course, like further had a huge, a huge impact for me. You know, I, I went, I didn't, I mean, I, it wasn't, I didn't go to the, my first one until 98 or 99. I think it was 99, a little further. And then I think, I think I went to every one after that. So it was a yearly thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, but drop bass and they was would doing. Do, they, were, they were doing two sometimes too. They would do one in the, like over Memorial Day and then like a small one over Memorial Day and then like a big one over Labor Day. Um, And then they kind of stopped doing the Memorial Day one once Detroit got off the ground. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Geez, what else should we talk about about No Way Back that we have? We're taking callers. About? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think Carl Carl Ricker wants to call. No, him. don't let Carl call. <laughs> I don't want to talk to Carl. It's bad enough I have to read his words on chat rooms. And stuff. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, maybe this is a cheesy question, but oh, uh, I, hold on, I did want to say something more about Detroit. Oh, like Detroit. By raised. all means. Patrick Russell was at the first one I ever went to in Detroit. My, which first, was, my first rave. Which was what? Yeah, yeah what which was your was, first I don't know if I remember bike. this. Oh, wait, maybe you weren't playing. Maybe it was I got a flyer for you playing at one at my first rave that I went to. Oh, in that you're was talking bike. about. Wait, go ahead. It was a party for for Brian Johnson. It was one of Brian Johnson's parties. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Was- so this would have been like December '94. Yeah, Action Jackson, baby. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> what? But also Alton Miller and Juan yeah, Atkins sure. and Dwin. I don't remember and- them being on the flyer. I remember you being on the flyer. Thanks. <laughs> but was that bite? I don't think it was called bite. Okay, I'm bite was the, the party I went to to get the flyer that you were on. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that was. Um, I'm trying to, th- I can't remember the name of it. I can still see it. The flyer. I, I still have it. I, I have it somewhere too. But yeah, I think it was their first official party. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Yeah, because they just bought the sound system. Yeah. Uh, all right. And RJ Johnson. too. Yeah, probably. He definitely James Covert. Yeah, he played after me because I played the very very beginning. Yeah. So you all met at these at these raves, or you met at record okay. time, or I met Patrick at Karen Gage's house. Correct. But I, but I, but I knew him well. Yeah, I knew who Jer- Derek was because I was he was I was like that's the crazy guy in front of the speaker with the pixie sticks. Yeah, well, because I asked Karen Gage once, how did you meet Derek? And she said he gave me a pixie stick. Yeah, and then I get and then after I was like, I gotta know this guy. Yeah. Then she 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 was just like, my man, my man, always coming correct, always with the pixie sticks. Oh, yeah. And then I met Fuel. <laughs> I met Mike through record time and through and we, I know we talked I we've debated whether or not like where we talked first or whatever but like I remember like I said I remember talking to you at I really family did. at Alvin's family function that's no we knew each other before that ba- barely I just remember no not really though not really we talked we like well, talked maybe once at record time when I was working and I mean that's forward like three years later i mean nah. was, yeah dude family function was way later family function was the mid was 95 man yeah but we were going out i mean i've been going out since 92 right i started going out <laughs> in late 94 i started going out late 94 i, if guess, we had the I, I guess i just always felt like you were there you, you know i mean i can't remember maybe when i, I met people was. i remember when i met mike it was uh like maybe january of 94 it was it was a party at twelve seventeen. was this when you saved me I got stuck downtown one year. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, there was yeah, you, myself, and uh, Tanya. I, don't, I and, don't know what happened actually. Tanya Baker. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So Whoa, and it was one of the coldest back. one of the coldest nights of the year, and I had to help jumpstart somebody's car because I had the warmest coat. You know what? It was Carl. <laughs> Yeah, I had a <laughs> triple fat back then, man. I'd you look for the guy with the biggest coat. Patrick Russell is always prepared. Dude, I had my triple fat goose. Oh my god! <laughs> you were like that guy has definitely got some jumper cables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then we. Uh, it yeah. was Carl, a different Carl's birthday. It was a uh, a Carl that we definitive, all like. definitive Carl. Oh, Kowalski. Kowalski. Jetstream. Oh, it was Jetstream's Jet 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 birthday. Nice. Right. Possibly. Yeah, I, don't, that, I don't remember I'm anything. Pretty about sure. I remember that night because I was like stranded down, downtown. Yeah, and then we, we drove up and we went to Denny's on the way home. We did. That's the guy at the end of Artifacts BC, is it? What, in the Plastic Man, where he's like, classics, gonna play some classics. <laughs> that's, that's, Car- that's Carl. That's Carl. That's Carl. Not you, Carl. It's not always about you, Ricker. Wow. <laughs> that's really... <laughs> Hi, Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Carl. <laughs> um, so how did you guys go from, you, you all, you started going out in... 92, 93, 94? 94 for me. So you were the new kids on the block. How did how did you start DJing at parties? How did that happen? Um I mean for me I, I was... don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still confused as to why people bring me. <laughs> um our, I mean, our humble begin- beginnings. Yeah. 
I don't yeah. th- I think there was a lot of us that were just buying records and trying to replicate what we were going out and seeing and doing, trying to do it at home and just practicing and practicing. And I know I never with- entertained the idea of playing in public till Patrick told me at Karen's house to do it. That's true. I've said that. Before. So you were, yeah, it's all you, my you fault. were, you were, co- you were collecting <laughs> records, but I was buying records, but and not with out the idea of like, oh, I should play these records at a party. You were, it was more just like, I like these records. My dream gig <laughs> when I was buying these records was Karen's basement. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days that was like the high water mark. I mean, you didn't, you've never been to Karen's basement. Yeah, Karen's was basement. this like the, was, was this an after party zone or just no, a hangout? Uh, no, I mean, it was a party you, if zone. You, if you call like four people, I mean, it was in Lansing. An after party mm-hmm. zone. Yeah, that was that one though that you and Eric Hop tagged at that was pretty pretty slamming. That was there was a lot of people at that one. There was a lot of people at that one. Yeah, I have the do I have the recording of that? I have the recording of that. I do. You have told me I in have. the past that you oh, had it. Yeah, another day I remember. I got yeah. it somewhere. Awesome. We'll break it out sometime. There were some magic sets that happened down there, though. Some real deep Mel- stuff. And, Melvin. Yep. yep. Melvin like crazy. Playing James Brown and Rob Hood together. And it, it worked. Whoa. <laughs> I do remember that. That's pretty insane. I, that. I think it was just you and I sitting down there. Derek and I sitting In the chairs. In the chairs facing it. Yeah, yeah. Like in tears. Yeah. <laughs> dark, really dark basement. Musty. Oh, probably holds like yeah, of course. I mean, probably <laughs> probably held probably held like twenty people, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Then the steps. <laughs> 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 it's true. People would be on the steps on a busy one, but no, a lot of good times happened there. Well, the most people that were over there were for uh, after about blowout. Yeah. Oh, but that, that was unplanned though. When I ate people the, weren't when I ate the mushrooms because I was hungry. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> my buddy gave me a bag of my whatever. We don't have to talk. About it. <laughs> no, this is just getting good. Oh, yeah, I, I'll, ta- I'll tell the story. My, my, Please tell my it. My buddy, my buddy Mark Wallace gave me a bag of mushrooms. Um, and yeah, I just I was I hadn't eaten in a long time, so I'm sitting on Karen's bed, and all of a sudden I just start eating them. It was like probably it was probably like a I don't know half ounce or something. It was a lot. It was a lot of mushrooms. <laughs> I think and, I walked in while you were doing in the yeah. middle of doing this. And yeah. he like Mark put his hand on me. He's like, "Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa!" He's like, "That's like split an eighth <laughs> with a, with a friend." <laughs> Strong. He's like, "Oh, you'll be fine." <laughs> he, he like remembered who he was talking about. I'm like, "Oh man, I didn't even realize I was doing it. I was just eating." <laughs> I just really like mushrooms. Completely true. I just wanted food. I hadn't eaten anything in a while. We threw it that that blowout was a two day party. We threw it the uh, the bingo hall in Lansing. Yeah. There was no White Castle nearby. I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's probably that was Bill Converse's first gig when he was uh, Billy thirteen, when he was fourteen. Thir- well, he didn't play. He was just there. No, Wait. he played. He covered for. He played for uh, Gillespie because Gillespie didn't show. What? Gillespie. Gillespie felt he was above it. Didn't come up about above Karen's basement or no 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 this was a big party this was at the bingo hall up there it's like oh, he was okay. still only like eleven at the time I think I think he was I'm pretty sure he was twelve Wait, I have the recording I'm like he's twelve but oh I remember God, him in the twelve <laughs> yeah. I know he started really young and I know his dad would oh yeah drive him to parties that he wasn't booked at. Uh-huh. And he would come in with his records, like just, <laughs> I mean, he in wasn't, case, just in case somebody didn't show up. It wasn't even really a thing that he was like playing out and around, though, because I mean, Lansing only had like party here and there to begin with, right. and he, he was kind of just kind of coming out, checking it all out, you know, right. seeing what everybody was doing. So, middle. I'm school. pretty sure it was his yeah. first. It was his first middle big school. gig, though. 
If that's not weird, because I, re- I don't remember him being up there at all. I remember Mountain Audience with his dad. I mean, it was real early. It was like 10 o'clock. It was like 10 o'clock or something. Like someone wasn't like whoever was playing at 11 wasn't there yet. Gillespie wasn't showing. So Billy had his records. So we put him on. Interesting. And the rest is history. As they say. <laughs> we told him, we said, you're going to be a star, kid. A star. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this has been uh, quite the interview. We're taking quite the interview. And then, so when it, when it comes to Delta snacks, what's your favorite? Oh, Delta snacks, dude, brownie okay. brittle. Yeah, when they have it, brownie brittle. I, I, I like when I've they have the Swedish that. fish. And this is apparently, I didn't think this would be a controversial subject, but I really like the bags that have the Doritos, pretzels, and Cheetos in it. Yeah, I like the those snack too. snack mix. Yeah, Gross. you like it? I like those too. Gross. Do you like, do you like the snack mix? Those are newer. That's, that's about the only thing I can eat other because they don't they, they don't really have the almonds and peanuts anymore. Dude, so. they had those those almonds they had about six eight months ago, maybe a year ago. Them were the perfectly salted almonds. Man. Yes, those were the bomb. Yep, and and I only get those on KL. And now it's like you can yeah. get you can get the biscuits yeah. or you can get yeah. the. Uh, Snack mix. I mean, the Biscoff still, still they're kicking it, kicking out the Biscoff I, I'm cookies, not in, man. I'm not into that dry cookie. Oh. Yeah, I don't, that's not mine. See, I was totally wrong when we were guessing what Servito's <laughs> favorite snack was. I was like, it's probably a cookie. It's yeah. not, but he likes the same snack mix I do. Yeah. Got, so, so what is it? Wrong. What, it what, so, what is your favorite snack? All the salty stuff. Okay. Because I'm salty. <laughs> <laughs> well, we shouldn't. We should have known that one, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Door was wide open. Yeah. No, yeah, guys, the one with the Dorito, the fake Doritos. Yeah. 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 Do you guys like eat on the plane, or do you try to eat a big meal before the plane so you don't have to eat on the plane? I am addicted to airplane food. <laughs> uh, I, I love it. First thing I do is to find that piece of butter, put it on top of the hot food. Yeah, yeah you got to warm it up. Yep. yep. Soften that butter. That's exactly the word. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly the way, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then mm. you start with the salad. You got to be careful though, because sometimes when it's got the, like the metal lid, you put it on there too long though, and it just like totally you forget about it because you're watching the movie and it liquefies. Yeah, complete. Yeah, yeah, first, first of all, I don't watch the movies on the plane. Oh, Second, you're addicted to the food. Yeah, I don't watch. You the don't movie. watch the movies. Not really. Are yeah, you watching you your iPad? Or think you wa- about the movies that I. He watches sixteen think about candles. Movies that I, yeah, exactly. Like, think about the movies that I would be interested in. <laughs> They're going to be like big blockbuster movies. I'm not going to watch like the Avengers on a screen this big. Right. You know what I mean? There you go. A little bit about me, y'all. So wait, what are you doing? What are you doing on the airplane if you're not watching? Listening to stand up comedy, listening to podcasts, listening okay, to music. podcasts, right? That's That's I need to up my podcast game for sure. So I always really enjoy that on a plane, and then I find a new podcast and I burn through it, and then just subscribe to a bunch that you think you were good and have them set to automatic download, and then they'll just be there. For yeah, you. yeah, of course. That's how I, I got. Had re- to do it. I got really into this S Town one, but it was yeah. a limited one. There were only five of them, and then okay. it was over, and I was like, I want yeah. more. That's a bummer. Yeah. Um, how about what's, what's everybody's, what was everybody's status for 2018? Platinum. What's your, what's your status going to be for 2019? I just hit platinum. Platinum for 2019, yeah, for me. Yeah, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going down to platinum <gasps> from diamond. I Sir, just, Servito. I just hit diamond today. Oh, yeah. There it is. <laughs> Congratulations, Michael. <laughs> I remember just a few short years ago, you didn't even care about status. I really didn't. And I was now, like, what? Has it not changed your life? Yeah, you two. I mean, <laughs> Brian and Derek are, I mean, you'd think they like created the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I spend a lot too much time it's thinking pretty, about. It's pretty intense. If I had any polar delta, it, I would get the fucking orange juice machine back in JFK. Long. That is, if anybody from Delta is listening, yeah. it's been a huge disappointment to all the bunker resident DJs 
that there's no longer a fresh squeezed orange go. juice machine. Watched Derek watched. Well, we Derek <laughs> saw them. I saw him take it. Like he had just told me about he it. He didn't never, never noticed knew. it, and I was like, dude, you got to get the fresh squeezed orange juice in the lounge. It's like the perfect pre-flight. Like you're feeling good. You had some fresh squeezed orange juice. So the next time he was in the lounge, he went to get it. And well, you tell them what happened. They were unhooking it. I, I was trying to figure out where it was. <laughs> Brian was like, okay, it's over here. So I looked in the, that corner. And the next thing I know, they're like wrapping the cord around it. And they're like picking it up. And they took it out. And then one of the guys, when I, I'm like trying to get people's attention. But all the bar staff is like watching this happen. So I like, I, I'm trying to ask them like, wait, what's going, is that the, you know, what's going on? And I'm like, are they bringing another one? And I'll, before I could even ask, the guy was like, bye bye, fresh orange juice machine. <laughs> and I'm we just never like, saw what it the again. hell? I'm like, I came here. That's why I'm, that's why I'm here was to get, right. if I'd I, been here 20 minutes ago, I could have got one. Yeah. yeah. Now you got to go to Jamba Juice. And then they, and then I was like, are they bringing it back? And then he's like, I don't know. And then he like asked the guy, he's like, like, are they bringing another one in or whatever? He's like, I have no idea. And yeah, just kept you. walking. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. It's, I'm in that lounge all the time. There is never, never I should have, I should have got like Tiananmen Square on it and just like stood in front of him. <laughs> from the tank. <laughs> I'll miss my flight. God damn it. Put that, just hook it up one more time. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we well, did. A, we did a good. Yeah, we did a good job killing half an hour talking about Delta and Midwest raving and status. Ripping think, on ripping on Carl. I think we both know this could have gone a lot worse. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it went. Pretty I mean, well. we've had we've had much worse interviews, as we mentioned. What's up, earlier. Kevin Reynolds? How you doing, buddy? <laughs> that one. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh fest. That was a fun interview, anyways. What I remember of it. <laughs> so again, uh, everybody here. Patrick Russell, Mike Cervito, Derek Pazleko, myself, Brian Kasnick, we're all playing at the No Way Back Party in Brooklyn, Good Room, on Saturday with BMG, Erica, and for the first time bringing him to New York, I'm very excited about uh, Scott Zacharias. Nice. We'll be part of No Way Back New York. So Finally. That's exciting. Uh, all awesome. the info on that is on the website, thebunkerny.com. And now we've got about a half an hour left, so we're going to go into the mix with Mike Cervito. You're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. And congrats on 100 episodes, Brian. Thank you. Congrats. Congrats. (laughs) You're listening to Red Bull Radio.
Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. We've been in the mix with Mike Servito. Had sets earlier in the show from Derek Puzzleco and Patrick Russell. Again, uh, everybody will be playing at No Way Back at The Bunker at Good Room on Saturday, as well as BMG, Erica, and Scott Zacharias. Thanks for tuning in. This has been our 100th episode of The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. So, yeah, we did that. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. I think uh, the live show is up next. Always a very cool show, so stay tuned for that. You're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. (laughs) 